Uh, this is John Martinka. And my special guest today is Alex Perdomo, the owner of Sunrise Plumbing in Auburn, Washington. And is part of our Getting the Deal Done podcast series. And Alex is going to share some of his experience being a business owner for the last two years after he acquired Sunrise, as well as some tips and uh, strategies and other things about being a small business owner. So welcome, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Alex, you left the corporate world to have your own business. You've had it two years now. Talk about the change from working for big companies to being your own boss. Well, for you know, when you work for a big company, you usually have a boss, um, and he gives you direction, um, he gives you guidance, uh, and then he evaluates you at the end of the day, at the end of the year. Um, it's very different owning your own company. Um, you have no guidance. You you know, you go with your gut. You go with what you think uh, works best or makes the most sense. And you really hope for the best. Um, now, of course, if you have enough experience, you know, you should have pretty good gut feeling uh, for most things. And if you worked at corporate America enough, you have some idea of how things should be working or ought to work. Uh, and you try to bring that uh, down to your company, but yeah. it's not the same. It's, it's not a, a plug and play because you're dealing with much smaller numbers, uh, much, you know, in terms of personnel, in terms of dollars and resources uh, and um, small business employees are, don't necessarily play well in a corporate environment. Um, so you really do need to be flexible and, uh, and really you know, talk to your guys, talk to your employees and, and, and tell them that, uh, you know, that you're figuring out things as well, right? Uh, and not everything's gonna work and to come to you open door policy. If anything's not working, if they have any concerns, please come and express them and I'll adjust accordingly if I feel that uh, it's you know warranted. Okay. Tell us a little bit about Sunrise Plumbing. Uh, it's history, your market, all of that. Sure. So Sunrise Plumbing has been around since 1977. Um, so you know it's uh, it's got some years. I'm the third owner. Um, it's in those 40 odd years, 40 something years, uh, it has established a great reputation within the Seattle uh, contractor, plumbing contractor market. Um, you know, we're, I should have started out by saying we're a plumbing contractor. So we specialize in buildings uh, that are anywhere between five to eight stories, uh, anywhere from 80 to 130 units, um, new construction, uh, and within the new construction, within the plumbing trade, we specialize in low-income housing. So these are buildings that are being built with some government money, whether it's state or federal, uh, uh, targeting the low-income or, uh, or the homeless population in the area and trying to get them off the street and into some kind of affordable housing, uh, mostly within downtown Seattle, but we also have projects outside Seattle. Um, uh, in Tacoma and uh, elsewhere in, in the region. We, you know, we, like I said, we've established a great, great reputation and we have uh, general contractors that are contacting us on a regular basis, wanting to do business. 
and we turn away much more business than we're able to uh, take on uh, with our bottleneck being uh, able to hire journeyman plumbers. Yes, em employees are quite the issue in, in just about all the trades right now. Uh, you have a partner, minority partner, and but it's a little different situation than you, uh, you both coming in and buying the company together. So why don't you tell us about that and what he does and how that's worked? So yes, I have a minority partner. He bought into the company after I bought it um, uh, outright. You know, I initially bought it one hundred percent. When I bought the company, he was not in a position to buy uh, buy in uh, due to financial constraints and timing. And about a year after I bought in, he was able to uh, um, liquidate uh, some assets uh, and money became available. So then I, I allowed him to buy in at that point. Uh, but the entire time it was understood that I was gonna let him do that. Uh, and he came on board with that expectation. It was just a matter of waiting for the right time uh, in terms of him being able to liquidate those assets. Um, you know, Tim, my partner, he's a, a, a engineer by training. He has a master's in engineering as well as an undergrad in engineering. Um, and I simply would not be able to do what I'm doing today without him um, because I am not a plumber. Uh, he's not a plumber, but being an engineer, he's a lot closer to uh, that that mindset uh, or that know-how that I ever could be. Um, so I felt much more comfortable buying this company, having him as a partner. Um, in all honesty, I would not have bought the company if I if he didn't agree to uh, uh, come on board because I would not just, I, I would simply have not felt comfortable enough uh, to take that kind of financial risk uh, and, and really dive in on the deep end uh, of a pool without even knowing how to swim. Uh, that, how do you that divide just makes your no sense. I'm sorry. Uh, how do you divide your duties? So I'm, you know, I focus on the administrative side. Um, so HR, finance, um, you know, strategy, uh, leadership. Uh, and he focuses on the operations. Um, uh, that's his strong suit. Uh, you know, he's able to really, uh, uh, you know, get the guys at the right place at the right time, have the, uh, uh, the parts, the supplies, uh, available uh, on time, you know, just in time delivery, you know, um, and, uh, you know, and more just general back office, warehouse, inventory, supply chain, uh, all, all those back office type work. And payroll for us is a big deal because we do payroll weekly um, and it's very cumbersome, uh, our payroll uh, and time consuming. Uh, so there is a, quite a bit of back office work on a weekly basis, just in payroll, not to mention uh, everything else uh, back office related, like you know uh, filing for taxes, um, you know doing the your regular tax um, tax payments quarterly, monthly, annually, as well as you know HR uh, and you know whether it's permits or uh, licenses or uh, um, you know signing new contracts, change orders from our uh, general contractors which are constantly coming in, it's very busy uh, in the back office. Okay, so when you purchased the company in uh, 2019, you, know, you did what most buyers do, you put, you put some money down and you borrowed money from the bank and there's a seller note. And part of the money you put down came out of your 401k plan, 
with Guide and Financial and the ROBS program. Um, tell us about that and your journey with that. Yeah, so, you know, there, most people don't know this, but you are able to use your 401k money to um, uh, uh, invest in a private company. So in essence, what you're doing is instead of having shares in public company, like you would through a 401k, you have shares instead of on a, on a private company. Um, and I did that because I had no other choice. Um, I needed, uh, I needed, uh, I did not have enough cash, liquid cash in order to buy Sunrise Plumbing. So I, I dug into my 401k and used some of that money. Um, it was a learning experience. It, it, it does create a new level of, or another level of complexity uh, and red tape because now you're dealing with um, additional government um, requirements and uh, including the fact that the company needs to be a C Corp uh, um, and which then makes you uh, the double taxable. Um, you know, you get the company gets taxed and then you get taxed as an individual, which is not uh, uh, great. Um, and then you also have some additional forms and filings you have to do as well as a monthly maintenance fee that you pay uh, guidance. So when I bought the company using guidance, my goal was to buy, buy out guidance or buy out my 401k as soon as I was able to. And I fortunately... I was able to buy it out about a year after I bought the company, which is not typical um, for that soon, but I came into some cash uh, and I uh, was able to buy them out. Um, that too was cumbersome process. Um, I had to get um, you know, valuations of my company. I, got, I ended up getting three different valuations. Uh, each valuation was wildly different from the other. Um, uh, and uh, I needed to pick the one that I could best defend against the IRS if they came knocking, because um, it is, uh, 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 you know, you're dealing with your 401k and you don't want to give the impression the 401 uh, to the IRS that you're uh, taking money out of your 401k without being properly taxed, you know, a taxable event. Um, uh, so, you know, but I, again, I was able to do that uh, about a year ago. Um, it's been great. Um, I was able to, you know, immediately thereafter, I, I, converted the company to an S-Corp, uh, single taxation, uh, and it also alleviates some of the paperwork and uh, uh, red tape that I had to deal with uh, being under guidance and having my 401k involved as a part owner of my company. Yeah, and as you know, in my book, I call that program the, you know, your money of last resort, and you needed it. You couldn't have bought a business without that money, and yet, you looked for a way out and you were fortunate enough to have enough cash flow to be able to buy out your, your shares in the 401k before you would say you had tripled the business over seven years, then it would really be hard to buy out those shares. So. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cause you do, you know, you buy out the shares at the valuation that, that those, you know, the, the companies you pay to value a company, value your company. So the, the valuation, if, if your company increase in size, then you're going to have to pay a lot more to get your 401k than your 401k paid to get to buy into the company in the first place. Yeah. So I've got one more topic I want to cover with you and you may have other things and then we'll wrap up. What tips would you give to other new business owners, people who are saying, I am going to get into my own business 
you've had two years at it. I know you've had a, you, some of the usual challenges, challenges, issues, as well as uh, opportunities. So some tips, Alex. Sure, of course. Um, you know, the most important thing is to be honest with yourself. Um, you know, be realistic in what you're able to do and accomplish uh, and what you can take on uh, and what you're comfortable with. Uh, do not lie to yourself. If you lie to yourself, you're just going to end up uh, buying a company that you're not going to be able to manage or handle uh, or take on uh, a, a task that you're not able to do. And you're really going to end up losing money uh, and possibly losing your entire investment. Um, so be very realistic uh, and honest with yourself. If this is really something you want to do, uh, and if it is, you know, what type of company you feel comfortable running and which one you do not, uh, no matter how good it might look. If it's something, if it's an area that, that you're not comfortable with, like I was not comfortable with plumbing, look for a partner potentially, or don't buy it at all. As, as good as the company might look on paper, because you're going to you know, potentially run it into the ground and, and that's not going to help the, the, you know, the bank. It's not going to help your, your financial situation. It's not going to help all the employees that just lost their job. It's, it's just not going to uh, you know, pay, pay off. The payoff is not there. Um, I would say that you know, uh, on the partner side, I would recommend that you try to do it on your own if possible. Um, but if not possible, that's the time to bring in a partner, whether you need that person for financial reasons or, or you need them because of a particular skill set. But if you're able to swing the deal on your own and if, you're, if you feel comfortable running the company on your own, do it on your own. It's a much better um, uh, uh, place where you don't, you just have yourself to rely on and count on and you don't have, uh, you don't need to gain that consensus you would uh, when, you're, when you involve other people. Uh, if you do involve other people, uh, Lay down uh, your very good and uh, um, uh, borders or, or uh, boundaries uh, with them, exactly what you're going to do, exactly what they're going to do. Um, and also be very clear and do not, uh, uh, you know, no gray areas, I would say. Uh, you know, just lay it out, be very honest, uh, set expectations, uh, you know, uh, and, and, you know, come to an agreement. I walked away from a potential partner where you know he he told me what his vision of a partnership entailed, and it was not a vision that was appealing to me. So immediately, as soon as I left that conversation, I wrote off that person. That was not someone that I was going to be able to ever partner with, uh, with the vision he had. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you're dealing with people with employees, it's very difficult. Uh, sometimes when you come in from the outside. I had several employees quit on me pretty much on day one because uh, they did not agree with the deal. Uh, and I had one person that didn't agree with me that didn't quit for a year. And during that year, he proceeded to poison the well, uh, uh, you know, and really hurt morale and hurt the reputation of the company. Uh, and then he left in a big, uh, um, you know, he made a big event when he, when he uh, uh, quit. He burned all his bridges. Um, and he went out in a big ball of fire. Um, that was about a year ago. And I've since learned that he, uh, he's interested in coming back. Um, but my partner and I have no interest in bringing him back. As desperate as we are to, have, to hire great journeymen plumbers, there is no scenario that makes sense for us to bring him back 
it's just not going to be worth it. Not the way he went out and not with uh, what he did during that year that he was here. Yeah, it's the old, what is it, a proverb or whatever, the uh, grass is greener on the other right. side. It really isn't. And he learned that lesson. And uh, yes. it seems yes. like you run a pretty good operation that someone like that would want to come back. So I congratulate you on that. You know, and I've you? had, you know, I have one gentleman who left on good terms. And about a month after he left, he came back and he, he said, Alex, the grass is not greener. I'm never leaving Sunrise again. You have nothing to worry about me. Uh, and I was happy to have him back. And, and he's, you know, he's working out very well. But he went out, you know, he quit with respect. He gave his notice and, and left the door open. Um, uh, and that's not what happened with this other gentleman where he burned his bridges. Yeah. Any, anything else you want to get out to people? No, I would say that, uh, you know, you're, you're taking a big risk if, if you're thinking about buying a company, but it's definitely worth it. Um, you just have to have confidence in yourself uh, and uh, your ability to, to get things done and to run the company and run it effectively. Um, but it is a big financial risk. It's not for everyone. Uh, and uh, But you just have to be honest with yourself if you think you can do it uh, or you believe in yourself and you think or know you can do it. Uh, it's it's amazing. It's great. Um, but you do have to be honest with yourself. It's not for everyone. Good. That, I think that's great advice. And for people who would like to know more about Sunrise Plumbing, you can go to sunriseplumbing.net. And they are in Auburn, Washington. The office phone number is 253-874-4083. And again, sunriseplumbing.net. Alex Perdomo, the owner uh, for third owner in the history of the company and, uh, and off to an amazing start on his journey of business ownership. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, John.